Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian Tian. Today, we want to look at how high net worth individuals preserve their wealth after they experience a major liquidity event, such as when they sell off their companies and receive a large sum of money. Now, guests for today are from Tiger Twenty One. This is a membership community that provides individuals and individuals with over twenty million US dollars in investable assets. That is, their personal board of directors for candid conversations around wealth creation, preservation. Family and philanthropy, but how does this work in reality? And how does Tiger Twenty One monetize this highly valuable network? And with about one thousand three hundred members across forty-five cities and a cumulative one hundred and fifty billion US dollars in assets, Tiger Twenty One is now setting its sights in Asia. Notably, it is currently in the process of expanding into Singapore. Question is, how does the company scale up given that it operates in such a niche arena? Well, for more, let's speak to Greg Wells, Chief Operating Officer of Tiger Twenty One, and Hon Man Yip, Singapore Tiger Twenty One Chair. Welcome both to the show. Good to be here. Thank you. And maybe let's start with you, Greg. I understand that Tiger Twenty One is this membership community, or in essence, a little bit like a private club for high net worth individuals. But it seems to me like you have members on board, and you further classify and group them into small groups where every member acts like an advisor for their fellow members within the group. So how does it work exactly? What is your value proposition? Which market gaps do you fill? Well, first of all, it's wonderful to be here with you, Tian Tian, and thanks for having us on. Um, and glad to share a little bit more about Tiger Twenty One. Uh, we are, as you point out, a membership organization. We're for ultra high net worth individuals. We've been around. A- 24 years. Next year will be our 25th year. So we've been doing this a while, and we lead with a rather unique approach to financial acumen and wealth preservation that focuses on the collective wisdom of the members of the group and the entire community, shining a light on personal blind spots, engaging members to collectively help protect, connect, and enhance each member's lives. And we have 1,300 members, as you point out. We're growing. We currently, as you mentioned, we're in 45 cities. Within five countries, and we today operate 100 confidential groups that meet monthly. Each group has 12 to 15 members and is led by a chair, like Hanman, who is an accomplished, professional, experienced facilitator. And it's very unique to have someone that is in the room to lead. You can imagine what it's like to have 12 to 15 amazing entrepreneurs getting together. It would be very hard to keep that focus going forward. So, being a chair is a very special role. But the dialogue at the group meeting is relevant. It's candid. It's helpful. While the relationships that develop are really beyond valuable, it's 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 indescribable. Almost the relationship that develops in the group and with members with each other around the world. And it is, as you mentioned, it's like having your own personal board of directors. The meetings have four primary segments. The first is really opportunities and issues, just like you would at any board. You'd come together and. You'd have an issue or an opportunity or something to talk about. Imagine with having a diverse group of people around the table with the experience and the knowledge that's been accumulated. So they spend time going through the opportunities. Could be investment, could be personal, could be all sorts of things that are impacting that member's lives, and they need the intelligence from the others to help out. Then there's something called a world update, and that's again, if you can imagine twelve to fifteen people that have been around the world or looking at different investments or having all sorts of interesting experiences in their lives, 
and then to come around once a month and update the others and give some insights where people didn't even know opportunities existed. Getting that type of information is super valuable. We then have a learning session where it could be a speaker, it could be a spotlight on a topic or someone presenting something that's new or different or members want to learn more. And finally, something very unique to Tiger 21 called a portfolio defense. And that's where each meeting, um, one member is essentially the star of the show. And with the help of the chair, they prepare uh, some documents and uh, some information that they can present to their fellow members that gives each of the members an overview of their wealth, their situation, their investment thesis, and what they're trying to accomplish. And then through that process, uh, they have the attention of the members for 90 minutes, two hours, working through exploring opportunities for them to enhance their portfolio, um, ways that they can look at optimizing, uh, taking care of risk, looking for opportunities. And then it also goes into a personal side. It's essentially where you can bring this very intimate view into the sidelines, into the sightlines of all these other members. And essentially it gives members an opportunity to develop their skills, abilities, to be a disciplined investor mm. and enhance their wealth. So that's a little bit of Tiger 21 to tee you up. Right. So if I break that down for our audience, basically you have a lot of members, 1,300 members there. You group them into groups of up to 15 people and you have one facilitator, which sort of helps this uh, small group actually um, communicate with one another and see how they can add value to one another in areas like investments and also in their personal lives. So um, let's talk a little bit more about your business, Greg. I understand that members pay 33,000 US dollars per year to access this Tiger 21 community. What services can they expect? And from a business standpoint, are membership fees your largest revenue stream though? Because I do understand you have group activities, chapter activities, you produce a quarterly allocation, asset allocation report as well. So tell us more about that. Well, you're all right. Revenue dues are the primary resource and, and the bulk of really Tiger 21's revenue as a business. And it comes from the membership dues. So um, we do have some additional funds that come in through an annual conference that we put on and a few uh, small items, but it's, it's literally the bulk is from the membership dues. Um, but in addition to being part of a local group, in many of our cities where we have multiple groups, they get together, members can get together outside of their regular group meeting and have what we call a chapter meeting. So the groups in a market will come together quarterly for something more official, but in between all sorts of unique one-off opportunities for members to gather for social and learning gatherings in a variety of settings. So there's that's 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 just part of being in the program. There's really no charges for being in the chapters. And many of the things that you access in Tiger really are as part of your membership dues. So in addition to the chapter meetings and your local group meeting, there's an amazing uh, members-only website and the accompanying, we call it T21 Connect app, that literally connects members digitally and serves as a gateway for setting up in-person meetings and expanded relationships. You can chat directly with any member around the world. You could, uh, for example... Uh, you could type in kite surfing if that was something really important to you, and you're going to get a list of members around the world who enjoy kite surfing. So you can start talking to them on the topic and later on maybe make plans to get together. Members often use our T21 Connect app to start relationships mm -hmm. on different topics of interest. It could be investment, mm -hmm. could be personal. And then we have subgroups and chapters and networks that all kind of activate through the app and dialogue and exchange. Our members do take trips together. Um, we were, I'm going to Lisbon uh, later this week. We have 20 members coming down for what we just call Discover uh, Lisbon, 
We go mm. to different cities around the world, and some of these include spouses where you can meet up and connect with other people and, and learn and get expanded opportunities in these markets, learn about investments. But there's a huge social element as well, too. Right. It's really global networking and travel opportunities. And then, as I mentioned, mm. we do have an annual global exchange. Once a year, we have an all-member conference. Um, and it's a pretty amazing conference. There's some wonderful, incredible speakers, but you can get speakers really everywhere. The magic of our global exchange is really exchanging information, exchanging knowledge with each other, developing literally global relationships. Spouses can also come to that, and that is an add-on fee for the global uh, exchange, um, but pretty much everything else is inside of that, obviously, except for our trips. And then I think the final thing that your listeners might be interested in knowing about is Mm. we take the collective intelligence from the entire community. And I mentioned those portfolio defenses that get done once a month. So imagine we get 100 portfolio uh, uh, defenses once a month and everything is private and confidential. We don't really know anything about our members' financial situation beyond what takes place in the group. But in a very um, private, confidential way, we do get the percentages of each member's asset allocation. And by rolling that up, we get to see the aggregate. And it provides an amazing overview of what 1,300 of some of the world's most accomplished individuals are doing for their investments and allocations based on input from the groups. And so Mm -hmm. we aggregate that. We'll share that with folks. People can visit our website if they want to see the quarterly one. It just gives you a sense of what this group of individuals, high net worth individuals, are doing with their assets and then our members can take a look and see how their allocation compares with the overall membership. Sometimes right. people use that as a, as a guideline. Others may have different viewpoints. That's the beauty of it. Mm, all right. And let's go to you, Honman. Uh, take us through your member acquisition and screening process, because I understand members must have what you call the five C of memberships before they can qualify to be a member. Tell us more about that and how that screening process enhances the value of Tiger 21 as a private community. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Tian and glad to be back on your show again. Um, so Tiger 21 offers its members a unique and confidential community, but to cultivate this requires members' commitment to the quality and integrity of our global network. That's why we, we will all vet um, all our prospective members, and we do this through the lenses of the five Cs of membership. So the first C stands for um, character, so only those of the highest ethics and integrity uninvited. And next is contribution. Members must have the knowledge, experience, and curiosity and be willing to share their experience. And this, because this contributes to the community collective intelligence and enables the members to support the, the uh, each other. Then capacity. Members must be able to commit their time to the monthly meeting and actively participate and engage with the community. And they must, the um, the fourth C is actually conditions. Uh, They must be willing to embrace the core pillars of Tiger 21, um, which is confidentiality, non-solitation, transparency, and uh, participation. Lastly, capital. Um, As you have mentioned before, the members must have an investable assets of at least um, US $20 million. This rigorous process will ensure that we bring the utmost benefit and preserve the value of Tiger 21 as a private and trusted community. 
Mm, and staying with you, Haman, what is the profile then of your members and which countries, industries do they come from? Are they entrepreneurs who have sold off their companies or are they second generation business owners? And the question is, how rich are they? Well, as you mentioned earlier, we're in, in 45 plus cities with 100 plus groups. And uh, among the 1,300 members, the youngest member is actually 27 years old, while the oldest is 87 years old. And 51% of them are active entrepreneurs and business owners. 20% are private investors and 12% are investors for family and family offices. So you get to see the range of um, um, the, uh, the variety over there. An average investable assets for the members is about 113 uh, million US dollars. Um, the Tiger 21 community consists of a really diverse, uh, diverse group of accomplished individuals uh, whose path to wealth has been very unique very interesting, challenging, and fulfilling. In, in essence, our members are individuals who belong to a specific wealth category. They are curious learners, active contributors to the community, and want to leave a legacy as well. Mm. If you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Greg Wells, Chief Operating Officer of Tiger 21 and Honman Yip, Singapore Tiger 21 Chair. And Greg, this question for you, uh, looking at the wider business environment, what are the growth opportunities for Tiger 21 in the ultra high net worth peer-to-peer learning community? And how will you going forward position Tiger 21 against other private clubs and networks? Well, I think it is interesting because in one regards, some people can view us as a club or network, we really do want to believe and feel that we are a community. Um, And when you address that community, there are some natural needs that have come up or natural extensions of our business. And such as uh, two, for example, groups that have a single family office focus. And then we've also developed a number of virtual groups. Um, We have many members who have led or who have a single family office. And they want to be with other members within our community who also have single family offices to get deep into the unique challenges and the nuances that come with leading or being the principal or being the CIO, CEO of of the single family office. And these would not be for hired guns. These are the creators or these are the principals themselves. But as a result, we now have several groups that are made up entirely of single family office principals. They meet... um, in a slightly different cadence, and their discussions follow the same framework as Tiger 21, but you can imagine the focus on the challenges of having a single family office, your executives, the staff, the legacy, the support, the direct investment opportunities, things that not all members uh, really would, would be in their wheelhouse. So that's one kind of specialized area, and Singapore obviously has seen a lot of growth in family offices. So Uh, as are many other parts of the world. So we see that as something that's going to only get larger and develop a bit more. And then the other element that's really came out of the pandemic, but has actually really uh, taken legs is we have a number of virtual groups. We call them global groups because they literally are people who maybe during the pandemic or even since then have decided to move and live in multiple places or places out of larger cities where we typically wouldn't have a Tiger 21 group. And so this has allowed, we now have six of them and growing um, virtual groups that meet virtually every month. And it could be somebody who lives in a major city too, by the way, they just travel a lot and can't commit to being at a monthly in-person meeting, but they can commit to being online and in person. And these Mm -hmm. groups meet uh, 12 times a year, but two of the times they generally meet in person. So they still get that connectivity, get to know someone 
that really builds that trust. But this allows them to be flexible and still get the Tiger experience. And they have all the other elements of membership that we discussed. So we now have uh, six or so, but we can see that moving forward and, and particularly as we reach other areas. So those are just two examples of ways that we can kind of move beyond the traditional model that we have today. You have approximately 1,300 members based primarily in the US and Europe. So how do you intend to grow your membership and scale up the company given that it operates in such a niche space? What is the ideal size for you then? Oh, I love that question. We're really, uh, since we're in 45 markets, as you said, we expect to be in 60 markets. That's kind of our strategic goal. We want to be in the 60 most significant markets around the world where people of accomplishment, our members can either are either living, working, doing business, doing business, recreating, connecting. And so because we are so unique that a member in one group, if you're in Singapore and you happen to be going to Los Angeles to visit your son or daughter in college or doing business, you can literally go on the app, uh, reach out to the Tiger 21 chairs in Los Angeles area and assuming they have room and chairs typically try to keep a seat open for a visiting member, you can literally connect around the world or visit or get to meet people in another uh, another setting that you would otherwise have never gotten. So that's why we're really focused on building this kind of network system based on the 60 markets we're in. And so once we get that done, um, obviously the more groups we have as we go into those new markets, it fills up 12 to 15 per, per group. We start out with five members and then over the course of a year plus grow very specifically with a quality focus in mind. So you do the math there and you know, you can probably guess that in 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 by the time we're in the 60 markets, we may have 24, 2,500 members, still very small. It's still very relevant to have a very curated and special and community that um, is comprised of quality people to help each other. And, you know, we'll see where we go after that. The world's changing an awful lot. But uh, right now, those are the 60 markets we're focused. And Singapore is a big part of that, as you've already heard. So I would say that in terms of your strategy ahead, 60 is the magic number. And you would like to look at companies with, or countries rather, with significant synergies with your business in the U.S. And on that note... um, Honman, uh, let's go to you. I do understand Tiger 21 is setting its sights on Asia and in particular, it is expanding in Singapore. You are the Singapore chair for Tiger 21. So tell us more about why Singapore is chosen and to what extent has that decision got to do with the influx of family offices into Singapore over the past three years? Yeah, I get this question a lot from chairs and members from other regions. So I would share that the growing presence of family offices in Singapore is just one consideration. We chose Singapore uh, based on a number of other reasons. Uh, Singapore is the financial center for Southeast Asia and a gateway to the Asia-Pacific region with very good connectivity to the neighboring countries. Our members from Indonesia, Thailand, uh, Hong Kong, Sydney can come to Singapore to join uh, Tiger 21 and attend uh, monthly meetings. And um, the second reason is that Singapore offers uh, a very clear legal framework political stability and attractive uh, incentive schemes. And that's pretty important for uh, family offices, especially. And then um, the Singapore government's recent uh, handling of the pandemic with swift and proactive measures has really enhanced um, our reputation as a safe and stable place um, to do business and to raise a family. So um, the numbers also confirm our belief. In the last two years, uh, you probably already know the number of family offices in Singapore has nearly doubled, uh, reaching around 700. 
of them, and mostly coming from Asia, Europe, and North America, with a very significant increase um, in Asian uh, families. And also, uh, many existing Tiger 21 members have family and business ties uh, to Singapore. We see great synergies for Tiger 21 in Singapore um, and looking forward to forming our inaugural uh, Tiger 21 group in Asia, starting with Singapore. Mm. And looking ahead, uh, Honman, how do you intend to grow your presence in Singapore? Uh, what is what is your grand plan to uh, grow Tiger 21 Singapore over the next one to two years? Yeah, we, we have two chairs uh, in Singapore. Um, the other gentleman is Kanu Gupta and myself, and each of us will be handling a group in Singapore. As we are new to Singapore, our primary focus is on establishing a strong foundation to deliver the value to our members. So, uh, we believe no other organization prepares members for the transformative challenges and opportunities that wealth uh, brought to them the way we do. And my goal as uh, one of the chair um, is to provide a range of programs and resources to guide the members in discovering uh, their path forward. And this includes the monthly group meetings that um, Greg has spoken about. Um, we They have up to 15 peers who are trusted confidants and they offered uh, candid and invaluable discussions. And additionally, the members have real-time access to an unparalleled network of 1,300 members uh, worldwide, learn the latest from the thought leaders in their own areas of expertise and world-class uh, expert uh, speaker events. Um, along the way, um, I would like to seek um, actively feedback from our members and aim to deliver and exceed their expectations before setting any targets. So I'm so glad to have the opportunity to be part of this exciting journey. And Homan, don't mind me following up with this. Uh, what is the target group that is on your radar right now and how do you intend to reach out to them to get them on board your um, Tiger 21 group? Yeah, I, I think I think we got... Um, most of our uh, uh, referrals from members who are already seeing the benefits of Tiger 21. And we also have our network in Singapore, um, as well as family offices who just um, set up their uh, presence in Singapore. And to be honest, um, for a lot of the um, new uh, arrivals, it's not easy uh, to navigate um, an, an unfamiliar environment and Tiger 21 um, is a global network. Uh, I'm pretty sure the members would have somebody that they know and will make the journey and the discovery a lot easier. Mm. And let's uh, wrap up the conversation with Greg and Homan. Feel free to jump in as well. What are some future plans for Tiger 21 on a global level? Because uh, the company recently expanded to Israel as well. Anything we can expect when it comes to global expansion? Well, as we talked about a few minutes earlier, first and foremost is getting those 60 markets. So we really have an established network globally so that members, as Hanman said, could come and visit Singapore, but also Singaporeans and members that live in Singapore have a chance to go visit those groups. And as also Hanman mentioned, the majority of our members come to us from referrals from other members. And, and that's something that we feel really special and honored about. We have an 85% retention rate. So uh, right. we generally attract really good people who want to stick around and be with other really good people. And so building out that 60 markets is important. But as we expand into Asia, as we expand into um, uh, Europe and other parts of the world, we then can start to have conferences in those areas too. So it's really kind of different thought leadership opportunities to get together, the network. So 
you know, it just offers so much more opportunity to build larger and local groups of members beyond just the local group in each of these regions around the world. So we're going to focus on that. We there's as you can imagine with. 1,300 members that are all entrepreneurs and 80 chairs like Hanman that are all pretty much entrepreneurs. Uh, there is no shortages of ideas or things that mm -hmm. Tiger should consider to do. I think our biggest challenge in trying to lead this organization is making sure that we uh, we listen as we do to our members and chairs, but also stay pretty focused to deliver uh, an amazing, unique product in the world that when we do it right is is such a great opportunity and gift to our members. So trying to find that balance isn't easy, but we're pretty focused on extending and establishing our presence. And then we'll see where it goes from there. Mm, and I'm sure you guys will have your hands full. So thanks a lot, Greg and Honman. That was Greg Wells, Chief Operating Officer of Tiger 21 and Honman Yip, Singapore Tiger 21 Chair. Thank you both for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.